All right. You're going to need a Bible. We're going to to the Word of God for a little bit here. Um, so get your Bibles out. Open up your Bible apps. If you do not have a Bible, just put your hand up. Our ushers are coming around. They have Bibles that you can hang on to and, um, and follow along with us and keep if you don't have a Bible um, as we jump into uh, the Word of God this morning. Um, obviously, we're doing things a little differently this morning. Uh, we've got you all sitting at tables for a reason, and um, I will explain what that reason is now. It is not to make sandwiches. Uh, we're not doing that again this morning. We will do it again someday, but this morning it has a different purpose. One of the verses in the psalm that we're going to look at today says this, as the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people from this time forth and forevermore. That is an incredible statement about exactly what Kyle was just sharing with us. The fact that no matter what, God surrounds his people. He is there for us. So on your tables, you have all the materials that you're going to need to make some mountains. Um, we really want you to leave here today confident that this statement that I just read is absolutely true and applicable in your life and the life of God's people, his church. So here's what I want you to do. Kids... There are some cutout mountains there that you can decorate, color, draw on however you want to. You can make little mountain goats on there, trees, anything. You can just make it your mountain. And when you're done with your mountain, you can take that mountain to the wall closest to you. And you will find some rolls of tape there and you can put those mountains up on the wall. All right, grown-ups, you're not off the hook. Okay, I'm going to make your project more complicated. There are big pieces of brown paper on your tables. And what you're going to do is take that brown paper and you're going to cut out your own mountain on that. And there, aren't, there isn't one sheet for each grown up at the table. So don't like take the whole thing and make a huge mountain, okay? All right, and here's what I want you to do with that mountain. I want you to write a brief description of the evidence you have in your life or have had at some point in your life that God surrounds his people, and what we just read from Psalm 125.2 is true, okay? The verse makes it clear that he didn't just do that in the region of Jerusalem at one time in history for a very select group of people. He does this forevermore. He does it for all his people, no matter where we may fall in history's timeline. How have you seen God surround you? You don't have to put your name on it if you don't want to. But in this way, I'm asking you to give testimony to the Lord and to everybody here that God surrounds you and you know that you have felt his presence in your life. I'm going to give you just a few minutes to get that started and especially to cut the mountains out. Um, then I'm going to come back up here and I'm going to walk through today's psalm, Psalm 125. Um, if you're not quite done, when I get back up here in a few minutes, you just keep going and you can go and stick them up on the wall at any point while I'm talking, but go to work on that right now, get this project started, and I'll come back up here in just a few minutes, all right? All right. I'm going to talk. You can keep working. It's not a problem. You can keep doing it. You can keep the house lights up, Addison. That way they can finish their projects. And at any point, feel free to just get up. This is a casual, laid-back service, so do not at any point feel like, oh, I'm disrupting things. Just get up and stick it on the wall. By the time we're done with two services today, we're going to get that picture 
of being surrounded by the mountains. And that's what I'm after, and, and I think it's going to be great. So thank you for what you're doing. Um, I was going to figure out other ways to decorate this room and, and make the whole thing work, and then I got thinking about this, and it's going to help it stick. It's going to help it become more memorable. I like this personal touch. All right, let's look at today's psalm as we continue our journey through the Songs of Ascent. This is Psalm 125. Psalm 125. And this is what it says. Those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion, which cannot be moved but abides forever. As the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people from this time forth and forevermore. For the scepter of wickedness shall not rest on the land allotted to the righteous, lest the righteous stretch out their hands to do wrong. Do good, O Lord, to those who are good and to those who are upright in their hearts. But those who turn aside to their crooked ways, the Lord will lead away with evildoers. Peace be upon Israel. Right, this is such an encouraging psalm once again. And we keep coming across these really encouraging psalms in this series. This morning I'm going to break it down into four parts. We're not going to take a ton of time. These parts are not made, uh, are, are not made up of specific verses. Some parts are going to explain what's in the psalm. Other parts are going to explain how this speaks directly into our lives. So the first thing that I want to address from Psalm 125 is the issue of misplaced security. Misplaced security. This is a critical part of our history as God's people. Things are very different for us now than they were for Israel at the time this psalm was written. That's just a fact. Verse 1 in this psalm gives us a picture of the Jewish mindset at the time of King David. The psalm talks about God's people being secure, much like Mount Zion is secure. It cannot be moved and it abides forever. Now, Mount Zion, which is referred to in various places in the Bible, both literally and symbolically, was, in this case, a reference to a physical place. As we've learned already, Jerusalem, the city of Jerusalem, was located on a hill. The east side of that hill had been purchased, acquired by David, and turned into his personal residence. This is where the king lived. This is not a reference to the temple. This is the king's house. This is the kind of confidence that Israel had at times in their nation and king. Israel had finally found their way into the promised land, and it established a very impressive city and temple in Jerusalem. They had a lot of confidence in the longevity and even invincibility of their kingdom. Here in Jerusalem, God would protect them always. They were secure, absolutely secure. Now, Jerusalem was surrounded by a mountain range that bordered them on every side, and there was security in that fact as well. The Israelites could post guards on the tops of those mountains and go fight battles there as people entered that territory rather than in the city of Jerusalem. And in the space between the mountains and the city, they'd be able to see an enemy attacking and go out and meet them before they got to the city. They felt secure in Jerusalem and under the rule of King David. The psalm says in verse 3 that the scepter, which is a symbol of authority... The scepter of wickedness would not rest on the land of the righteous, which, they ref which that refers to where the Israelites lived. It's a statement 
that outside violence would not reach them and draw them into a fight, causing them to be violent as well. They were protected from that. They were very, very confident of their security in Jerusalem. They considered themselves safe from their enemies. They seemed to believe that they are invincible where they're located, and that may have been true for a time. We talked about that last week. What I appreciate greatly is that David did not lose sight of where his confidence came from. You see this mindset all over his writings in the Psalms, like this. Psalm 46.1 says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Psalm 139.5 even echoes what we see in Psalm 125.2. David states, you hem me in behind and before me. There's that picture of being surrounded by God. David declared that God was their security. And at that time in Jerusalem, which is where presence dwelled, they were secure and they felt secure. Well, things changed over time. Jesus had quite a bit to say about the temple since he came to replace that physical temple himself. In Luke 21, he graphically predicted the fall of Jerusalem. He talked about every stone of the temple being turned over. He talked about them being thrown down. He talked about wrath against God's people. He talked about desolation. But there was something consistent in Jesus' message with what David declared long before that. Jesus invited his followers to put their trust in him, in Jesus Like David and Israel put their confidence in God, their refuge and strength. Now we're acknowledging in this series the parallel journeys between Israel, Jesus' disciples, and us. And so let me ask you a question today. What are we putting our security in today? What do we put our security in? Doesn't take much to figure out where our culture is putting their security, does it? Our culture seeks security in money, in our military might, in political power, in relationships, status, influence, attitude, networking, the quest for knowledge, and the list goes on and on. That's where we seek our security in this culture. But what's Jesus saying to us? What has God shown us? Like the physical temple in Jerusalem, we're not going to find the security we're looking for in temporal things like the ones that I just mentioned. We have one option, church, and having one option is absolutely not a bad thing in this. Our one option is God. That's it. And Jesus came to bring the presence of God out of the temple in Jerusalem and right into our personal lives by his spirit. We have the limitless power of the invincible, eternal God living in us. There is no other true source of security. So where then do we begin in our quest for security? A need that we all have. And and brothers and sisters, we're all wired with a need for security. It's in us. Where do we begin in our quest for that security? Well, we go right back to our psalm. Psalm 125 for the starting point of this. And I love this, what I'm about to share with you. The psalm starts with the words, those who trust in the Lord. And that phrase in itself deserves a close look. This is the best explanation of trust that I've seen yet. 
I want you to watch what I'm doing up here. This is how I've learned to understand trust. This is me trusting. This is me before God. And this is the picture. This is the picture that the scriptures give us of our posture, our position before God. Flat on our face. Face down. Before the king. This is trust. Face down, fully surrendered, submissive, demonstrating our lack of trust in ourselves. This is us before God. This is the posture of a disciple. Our hope and confidence is entirely in God and not at all in ourselves. Remember our servant psalm when we talked about that? There's a trend here. That one had to do with authority. This one has to do with trust. Our trust is in God, the one that we humble ourselves before. We cannot skip this step. Cannot skip it, even just in this psalm. One statement at the beginning of the psalm. We cannot talk about our confidence in the God who surrounds us until we've truly taken on the posture of a people who are fully surrendered to God and his power. We can't go asking God to be good to us and for him to deal with the wicked around us if we don't have a correct posture before him. We can't experience the fullness of God's shalom if we still seek security in anything but him, including ourselves. And this has to be a daily checkpoint for me. If I trust in the Lord fully, I am like Mount Zion, or at least how they saw it back then. I cannot be moved. I will abide forever if, if I trust in the Lord, if I see him as my refuge and my strength, if I seek and find my security in him, then I can move into the kind of life that I was created for. Then I can see the God who surrounds me and protects me, keeping me safe from any and every attack on my spirit. Then I can see those mountains that surround me and give me the kind of confidence that I should have. Then I can be confident that the authority of wickedness will not find a place in my life. And I can count on what God has done for me and forget about what I think I can accomplish or provide for myself. And this church is something that we can all grow into. I can have confidence and hope for my provision, for my needs to be met, for my future, my family, my career, my marriage, my parenting, my wisdom, my emotional stability, my decision-making, my safety, security, significance, each and every day, if I put my trust in God. That posture, face down on the ground, says, I can't do this, but God, you can. 
you surround me like the mountains surrounded Jerusalem. Like your spirit came and surrounded Jesus' followers, the New Testament church. I have you. I have your power living in me. And finally, let me leave you with this thought. We live in a very insecure world. There are people in our lives every single day who are trying desperately to find security in things that cannot provide them with what they're looking for. Our communities are full of people living in the insecurity of a world system that dangles security in front of them like a treat and then pulls it away from them, leaving them disillusioned. Kids in our culture are increasingly insecure. And grown-ups in our culture are increasingly insecure. And here we sit, God's sheep, secure in a pasture provided for us by a loving God who surrounds us like the mountains surrounded Jerusalem. We cannot be moved. We will abide forever, secure in the love, power, compassion, riches, and grace of God. And before us is a God who not only provides all this, he calls us to join him, reminding us that this world needs him. Chapel Hill, we've been invited to join God in his mission of bringing the message of hope into every corner of our communities. Let's take him up on this invitation in our homes, in our neighborhoods, in our workplaces, in our schools, wherever we go. Let's go with the confidence that the one we've put our trust in will shine brightly through us into a very insecure world. Will you pray with me? We're going to end our time together this morning. Father, I do thank you on behalf of all of us here for this incredible reality that you surround us. Like the mountains surrounded Jerusalem, you surround us and you bring us confidence. You bring us hope. You bring us security. And I thank you for that. And I pray, Lord, that Day after day, we would learn and practice more and more of what it is to put our trust fully in you and experience what you have for us and then not only experience it for ourselves, but continually move out into our communities, into the places where we work and study, the places where we shop, wherever we might be and share with this world the security that you've given us knowing that they are looking, they are all looking for that security. So God, thank you for this. Thank you for your promises. Thank you for your word. Thank you for this church and for all that you're doing to surround us and demonstrate your power here in our midst. We love you. We praise you for who you are. We do all this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Grace and peace, Chapel Hill. We'll see you next week.